So someone I know has just auditioned for uh, Britain's Got Talent oh. and uh, he was booed off and buzzed off after his first sentence and it appears that once you're booed off, everyone from the production team disperses <laughs> like ants in some sort of fire <laughs> and you're left in a room with a counsellor. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I know. A counsellor. A counsellor. You are given a counsellor to... What do... do like to demob? Yes, yes. Not like someone <laughs> just like a mayor. <laughs> and how, I mean, how long do they leave you in there? I mean, could yeah, you... I suppose you choose. He, he chose not to stay very long. He said, I don't need this, so that I'm fine to go now. I've done glee, Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm, a bit I'm of an exclusive, now. that. It's a little yeah. bit of showbiz gossip there. Wow. I know. Insider info. This is uh, Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. Welcome to Monkey Fingers at the Crypt. I'm Brian Love, and I'm here with the highly testosterone-fueled Miss Georgina Salvi. <laughs> Thank you. And dedicated follower of fashion, James Shakeshaft. <laughs> yes. They seek him here, they seek him there. <laughs> um, our special guest today is comedian and singer-songwriter Jay Foreman, who will be playing live for us later on. But let's kick this off right away with uh, Georgina's enjoyable world of knowledge. <laughs> I, like, I like that the music makes it sound like it's all going to be a big mystery. Like a mysterious calypso. <laughs> I like it. It's got vibes. Now, I found out this week mm -hmm. that people travelling from airports in the UK, the most confiscated thing at the other end is Marmite. Really? No yeah. Way. Yeah. Is it both the most confiscated item <laughs> and the least confiscated item? You either have it confiscated or you don't you have very it confiscated. Much don't. You Why? really don't have it Why confiscated. Why would you confiscate Marmite? Well, that's what they... And maybe they can't get it in the countries that people fly to and they just think, I'm having some of that. But is it a liquid? It's it's, surely it's too mm, viscous. Yeah, it depends would, whether you go squeezy or non-squeezy. Well, no, it doesn't. Let's oh, not we have this again. We have right. no, oh, we're, no. We're going to have the squeezy argument. We're, no. The squargument. Squargument. Very much like a tin, a, a, a little jar of Marmite. This, <laughs> this argument is just rattling around the bottom, making a slightly annoying noise. I tell you what, I know someone, a friend of mine uh, who's a cameraman, uh, whenever he travels abroad, he yeah. always takes a little pot of travel marmite with yes. him because, travel particularly marmite. in America, you can't, you cannot get it. Yeah. And Benzi swears by it because he says it's good for a hangover. It's yeah. the only it thing. For it's a got hangover, something. Really. It's got vitamin yeah. B in it or something. All yeah. sorts of vitamins. So he has to travel with marmite wherever and he it's goes. I think because it's a byproduct of the brewing process, <laughs> I think it, in some way it's like the light and dark kind of thing. It's like anti beer. Yes. Yeah, it's yeast. There's a lot of yeast in beer, isn't there? So it's probably the no, same that was sort how of thing. It, that's yeah. what it was discovered from. It was oh, really? Part of the brewing, it is actually part process. of the brewing process. Oh, yeah. it's what they scraped off the floor. If ever you want to have a really good laugh, give Marmite to an American. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they don't get it at all. They, no, I would say give Marmite to anyone else in the world. They probably confiscate it because they just don't understand it. Would, is it. Is it because it comes out, they think it's... You know, when you go and you've got a hair gel and you're like, is this 200 millilitres? But this seems quite a solid thing. Yes. So is it a gram? Is, it, is Marmite measured in grammage or, or Oh, literage? or millilitres. Do you know what? I don't know. I'll have a look when I get home on the controversial squeezy Marmite that we've got. We've and actually, that we don't have at the moment. We, no, actually. but we've got a, 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 a collection of limited edition Marmite. We do. We, we've got which, which we've never opened. We they are still sealed. It's Did, like fine wine. We've got one well, from about is, ten years yeah. ago. Is that the champagne Marmite? Yeah, yes, we've was. got the we champagne got, one. I'm not sure whether we've got... We've got what's the one that says I love we, yeah, we've got the champagne one, we've got the Guinness one. When when we say collection, we mean two. No, but two plus, is a collection. No, right. plus, yeah. plus, we have 
Vegemite 2.0, which was a very limited edition oh. Vegemite that was brought over from Australia. They got into trouble because it was too close to another brand, mm. and uh, they only Veggie made it. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they only made a limited. And we've got one of those stored away in the back yeah. of the cupboard. So I that, know okay, this. So that's right. I've the cleared collection. the cupboard recently. That's and then there's the and there's like an empty like space like after <laughs> like the A bomb in Hiroshima, like <laughs> the blasted. <laughs> Not a good reference. No. <laughs> you know, like the shadow that left the shadows. Is there that of the squeezy marmite? There probably thing? is actually. Yeah, I'd where the squeezy marmite ought to be. Well, Georgina <laughs> recently cleared out the cupboard and found uh, something like six um, cranberry sauce jars. Yeah, yeah. All with about a centimetre of cranberry sauce in the bottom. Yeah, and about and, two centimetres of mould. And penicillin <laughs> literally growing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw out, I'm very proud of this, I threw out something that I genuinely believe I've, has probably moved with me about four times. Because it's become sentient. <laughs> I don't know. It's that old. I've obviously just always packed it, taken it somewhere, unpacked it and left it there thinking, I'm going to use saffron at some point. Just for the record, saffron worth more than gold. Yeah, I, that I know why that. why you've never but thrown it away. Yes, maybe, but also it, I think it dated from something like 1986, so and I don't so even know how I've got it. <laughs> my, um, well, my mother-in-law um, has like a, a larder cupboard, like a small room that's basically full of jars yes. and whatnot. Yeah. And it literally... I, I, it's like a ti- it's like Terry Terry's time team. What's his name? Terry, Tony Robinson. Tony, Tony, Robinson. Ro- Terry, Tony Ter- Robinson. Terry Robinson. Terry Robinson. Baldrick. Tony Terry. Baldrick. Terry Baldrick. <laughs> yeah. Gary Baldy. Um, the yeah the ti- his time team in there. There. Oh no! Actually, she got a new fridge recently, and in doing so, she had to get rid of all the stuff out the old fridge. There was a tub of flora. <gasps> From 2013. Oh, Whoa. my word. That flora was made during the London Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Try and say that when you've had some champagne, Mama. London, London Olympics. The London, I tell you, the, yeah. one, the thing that most people have got that's at least 10 years old yeah. is if they've got a cocktail cabinet at home, mm. Angostura bitters. Oh, yes. A bottle of Angostura bitters with a kind of nasty little stain around the paper... Um, it's li- <laughs> it is literally a poison. Like that will kill you. Angostura bitters will kill you. Well, how much Excellent, you will it? How take? much does he have to consume for it to kill him? A couple of shots, I think, would kill you. Really? It's so like the bitters and the alcohol. But I'm, I'm into my bitters, man. I'm, I've yeah. got all sorts of cocktails going on. But That's so my have, you got some, have you got the Angostura? I've got Angostura. I've got Angostura orange. And does it last uh, ten years? Or? I haven't. I don't think. What I don't like about Angostura is they're very cagey about how much is in the bottle. What what are you trying to hide, Angostura? Because they've got the paper that goes up too high oh, yes. over the thing. And the yeah. actual glass is like really thick. So you just hold it up to the light to try and see how much you've got. Why, why, why so shy, well, because Angostura? Because people only yeah. use it once every oh, so you, three or four years. So they yeah. don't want people to know that there's very little selling in there. you much smaller bottles. <laughs> Because from my point of view, because I'm using them quite a lot, I want to know when I need... Yeah, to, I don't want to run back. out. Right. Spool back. You're a, you're, a pit, you're a bitters person. Bitters? Yeah, you're, you're oh, really no, I've been making into cocktails. your bitters. Yeah, because it's, oh, it's very much a well, thing. What other bitters are there? There's orange bitters. I've got two different sorts of orange bitter. Angostura wow. orange and like Crazy Greg's number seven or something like that. People email in with the right answer. I, I know, know yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know nothing about this. Crazy Greg. Fascinating. Crazy like Greg. Why, I'm, why don't I'm we know about Crazy Greg's? I think because I made it up. Oh right, okay. <laughs> but it's someone's name, like Jeff. <laughs> someone bought Clive's. <laughs> Annoying Clive's bitters. Uh, crazy Jeff or Crazy Greg? We're not sure. Um, and then uh, you can get cranberry bitters. That's quite a famous one. Chocolate mm. bitters. All the hipsters are into now. Why is it bitter? Coffee bitters. Why is it a bitters? A bitter what? A bitters. No, but why is it called a bitters? Because it tastes Because it is so bitter. Oh, okay. But it is, I don't know it's used about as this. a, um, it's like in your cocktail to bring out the flavours and whatnots. Okay. I did hear somewhere, I think it was like a QI tweet or something in the week about like, there's this one place that is the biggest consumer of Angostura bitters. And that's because like one of the sort of traditional drinks is like you, you do a shot of it of pure bitters. Ah. That just seems like a cruel and unusual punishment. But yeah, that's but, the sort of thing that would be in my cupboard for ages. I buy lots of things that I use once in a recipe mm. and then just sit there. Oh. And you know when TV chefs go, use you'll have this in your cupboard. And I think, 
I probably will have that in my cupboard somewhere. But I every about every four years I have this throw out mm. where I clear the cupboard and there's things like fish sauce and I oh, don't yes. even yeah, I don't even really know what I've ever we used. We are the it least for. domesticated people on the planet. Mm. Do you remember uh, one Sunday you decided you were going to make scones <laughs> and we we actually didn't have any flour. <laughs> That's, that's I mean, who who doesn't have flour in the, in their cupboard? Us, because I when would I ever not? When would I use? I don't make bread. I don't make cakes. I don't make scones. Yeah, but my mum's it's generation literally different flours for all of those things as well. Yeah, my mum's generation see, would I be horrified for, yeah. to know that we don't have flour in 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 the in the house. Your mum's generation, they store up. They store food. Just in case they can't shop for a month at yeah. a time. Well, the, the, it's brilliant. The mother-in-law, to go back to Terry's chocolate time tree, yeah, the yeah. mother-in-law's cupboard had um, some blancmange in it <gasps> from a company that went out of business in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> there was stuff in there from before no, when you, you had to have dates on things. Do you know what? When I cleared out my grandma's cupboard and some of the things were so old, it was brilliant. I was actually able to sell quite a lot on eBay because ah. it was so old. People buy them to sort of decorate old sets. Well, that's what and I was going to say. Yeah, they literally yeah. people need things like mm. that, or at least the outside packet, yes. so they can decorate inside larders. I loved it, and my mum was always using things like that when she decorated sets. So we always had to keep them. Maybe that's why I keep everything. Yeah, you know your saffron set. Yeah, my saffron. I should have passed it on to my mum. But the thing, the jars. Pisses me off. Forget. Have we got to this section yet? <laughs> no. But the jars. Don't worry about the no, running order. No. Hollandaise can... sauce, right? Yeah. How many? How? Please use within three days. Yes. I how know. many fucking eggs Benedict do you think I'm gonna have? I know. I'm not a millionaire. I know. I know. I'm not gonna get through this much pesto I in a know. fortnight. I know. Make it in smaller jars. Yeah. yeah. Animals. I agree. I agree completely. So, Quite what else have you got for us in your enjoyable world of knowledge this week, Georgina? <laughs> I learned of a town in Canada today with the most exclamation marks in its name. What? I know. There's a town. Oh, that yes, was my suggestion a, of yeah. the name. Oh. What? Um, it sounds like a musical. This is a genuine name of a town. It's called Saint Louis du Ha Ha, and both the Ha's have an exclamation mark after them. So really? Saint Louis du Ha Ha. So does the first Ha have the same <laughs> number of exclamation marks? Yes, they as both the have one each. So there's but only two. It makes two. it sound like a musical, doesn't it? It makes it sound like as you enter there, everyone comes out sort of all singing, all tap dancing with arms in the air, going, "Welcome to Louis Saint Ha." Yeah, but hold on, it, that's <laughs> is two exclamation marks in, in the one... most. That, that is that, the most is in the name of a town. Or is there a place name that's got more uh, exclamation marks than that? No, there isn't. That has the most exclamation. That's how I started well, okay, the section. So give me one. Give there me a even place has name one. that has one. Yes, I know. I can't. Well, I think Oklahoma. it's the only one. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh, God. <laughs> no, sure, no, surely that's just the name of the musical that's yes. got an yes. exclamation oh, yeah. mark. Anyway, that's I, funny I, I enough. Like... That's the one I was thinking of. Yes, well. there is a, there's an American football player, and his name is Ha Ha Clinton Dix, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds just like he's laughing at a president. Like he just was chat. He was named, a, you know, like in dance, you know, in according to the film Dances with Wolves, like um, Native Americans are named after like. One of the things that are seen when they're a baby. It's, it's like his parents saw the Monica Lewinsky stuff. And we're like, ha ha, Clinton Dix. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. That's his does name. he have exclamation marks? After he doesn't. The ha? He doesn't. But both H of the ha ha's is capitalised, but yes. it's one word. So I wonder if he comes from St. Louis Do Ha Ha then. Maybe St. Louis Do, and then his name, his, uh, like, as, as a person with a ridiculous surname, maybe he's like St. Louis Do. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. Yeah. Just. just... Or, just as an aside, I, I was... <laughs> There's no aside to that. It's all it's aside. And an aside, this is Inception. <laughs> as as Level an aside, aside, I was in a sketch once in Edinburgh called Dances with Wolves. Mm. And I played a character called Sits Up All Night Eating Biscuits. <laughs> Just as an aside. Did it have an exclamation mark in it? Also, there's not enough use of the interrobang either, is oh. I think. That's <gasps> something that's very overlooked in uh, in this language. The Scooby-Doo of punctuation, that. Because it's pronounced... <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> I found 
out something this week about the ampersand, but I can't remember the full story, so I can't finish it. <laughs> it was the 27th um, letter of the alphabet, and at the end, really? people used to go up to X, Y, Z and say, and, per, se, sand, or something like that. And that changed to ampersand, and that used to be the last letter of the alphabet. So there's really 27 letters in the alphabet? Yeah, the ampersand oh, is God. the last one. Really? You do I learn do. stuff on this podcast, I'd, Well, you? it's enjoyable world of knowledge, I yeah, hope you do. Yeah, very enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, oh, I was going to say, oh, I, knew something, I know something about the ellipses. Oh, I like an ellipses. Go on, go on. Test just, me with the I ellipses. Just, I was leaving a little pause afterwards. Oh, it was just meant nice. to be a sort of oh, pun. Oh, it's good. Of I'm pun. sorry. I'm sorry, I wrecked it. It's all right. <laughs> oh, I've got it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is it to possible to cut a silence? <laughs> yes, what, probably. To cut a silence in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just cut. That's possible. Yeah, just cut me out. Uh, it you were I'm sure me? I'll have plenty of spare silences for <laughs> some of my comedy gig recordings you can have if you need them. Georgina was only telling me this afternoon something about silences. Someone's recorded a, a silence oh, po- podcast, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. A, a silence podcast. Yeah, no, I can't remember who it is already. And it was... Um, really told me about two hours ago. I know, but the, the, the facts are fleeting with me. I learn another fact and that last fact gets pushed to the back of my head. They're all in there, but I can't drag them well, to Google the Google it anyway. There's a silence podcast out there, guys. It's half an hour of silence. Yeah. But you see, listening to it wouldn't be outside silence, would it? So where do you listen to a silent podcast, which is silent enough for you to appreciate the silence? And if you're in a room that's completely silent, then you don't need the podcast of silence. Also, I would pose the question, how long do you make the promo for it? One more enjoyable world of knowledge. Um, Man got to the moon... Before wheels were put on suitcases. Whoa. Isn't that an astonishing fact? But the two things are not connected, are they? No, they're not in any way. Because you but need I, them, Yeah. Do you remember the time when none of us had wheels on suitcases and we had to carry our luggage? I the only well, time I, I remember, see them now is in charity I remember shops. my mum used to have a, a, a basket on wheels with that was a kind of, like a, literally a basket, a woven basket with, with pram wheels on it. That she used to use to get the shopping. Yes, but if you think... You don't see those yeah. anymore, do you? Oh, yeah, the nano Trol- the yeah, nano trolleys. nano trolleys are everywhere. Are they? Absolutely. Where do you it's hang out with all the nanas? <laughs> it isn't nanas now. It's everyone can have a trolley now. No, you, it, you funk up the trolley, you make it your own. And in fact, I won't mention uh, the guy's name, but a very well-known actor yes. who lives in Crouch End yes. does his shopping in a nana cho- trolley. With a nana trolley, yeah. yeah. It does. Is yeah. it the Doctor Who, man? No, it is the Doctor if, Who. if it was him, no. I would make that nana trolley <laughs> look <laughs> like a TARDIS. Yeah, that no, would be I great. Won't, I won't give you any more clues as to who it is. <laughs> we know one other than to say isn't. Other than to say, he's in Polder. <laughs> Um, and, has, and doesn't have many lines in it. <laughs> Enough said. So uh, that was uh, Georgina's enjoyable uh, world of knowledge. Let's move on immediately to Desert Island Don'ts. Yes, it's time for Desert Island Don'ts. Who would like to kick us off on this one this week? Georgina. I know what I'm not taking to the desert island. It's annoyed me this week. I'm not taking dog owners that have a long leash with their dog on the end and they work on one side of the pavement and their dogs are on the other side of the pavement. Across the road? Thus making a sort of medieval entrapment so you walking down the middle get fall over but on the lead because the owner's one side and the dog is the other. Booby yeah, that annoys me as Booby well. traps. It yeah. is. I was walking up Highgate Hill uh, a couple of years ago and uh, that exact thing happened to me. The owner went one side, the dog went the other mm. side and I stood there looking very grumpy <laughs> and, and the owner just looked at me and just went, you miserable sod. <laughs> as if it was somehow my fault that wow. this dog had wrapped itself Around my around my legs. Can you can you pull them in though? Are those long leads? Because I yeah. I have well, to say z- I'm z- no. The spring loaded. Yeah. So you can button. shorten it, can't yeah. you? Yeah. There's, there's not a thing where you have to. The, no. Once a dog goes off, that's it. Once they, you they once do. you yeah. press the little button on the top, yeah. then it starts to to wean it, itself in. Where, it where, winds it the dog in. It doesn't pull. It's not got a strong enough pull to pull oh. a dog in. It's just 
you pre- you release it and then you move you have to go nearer to the dog oh, and then lock it back oh, off. Pull okay. the dog again, get a bit of slack, release yeah, yeah. it, diddle it, Very much like uh, Jaws. <laughs> Very much like Jaws. Yeah, it's like catching a fish. Yeah. yeah but that's it. that's kind of how I felt because I was entrapped in <laughs> I was entrapped between the owner and the dog. So I'm not taking that into Desert Island. I'm not taking that to the Desert Island. But you're taking Fair the enough. dog. No, I tell you what I am taking. I'm taking ha ha Clinton dicks. <laughs> I don't care. I don't He's got care. Big arms. Oh, he yeah, keep I just you warm want at night. I want him with me. Ha 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 Clinton dicks. <laughs> James, what are you not taking to a desert island this week? I'm not taking a colander, because I've had it up to here. <laughs> no, no. They are the laziest kitchen utensil. Yeah. They, like, if you think, like, one of the things you use very... I was trying to think, what do you use very little of? Like a turkey baster, or like some sort of pastry brush. Pastry mm. brush is fine, though. You, you maybe use that a little bit. That just lives in the drawer. Mm. A cheese grate, and maybe it's a very specialised thing, yeah. but you get a lot of use out of it. You, you have to grate a lot. Yeah. Colander... You drain mm. your pasta. You put your pasta in. Yeah. You wash it out. You put your pasta back. That's you've used your colander. It's about three seconds. It's an absolute bastard to wash because yeah. you're doing it. It's shredding your your sponge yeah. like, like as though it were a cheese. Like, if you've got one of the ones like we've got where it's got the little lip at the bottom as oh, well, fancy. you've got to get in there yeah. and do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 they're always rusty. Why are they so rusty? They're so little used. Yes. Always rusty and always making me worried when well, I'm at my you're not drying it properly chat. for a start. If it's well, rusty, I'm not then fucking dry. No, I'm not. It's a fucking freeloader. Four seconds Get of work they do when you make one. pasta. And that's it. That's that's them. And they took up so much room in the cupboard. Don't, and they always fall out of the cupboard. Have you noted the yes. one thing that falls out of a cupboard? I have now taken to storing all crisp packets and illicit snacks within the colander. Mm-hmm. So they're hidden from view for people who aren't allowed illicit snacks at midnight. Is that where... And they're all hidden inside the car. I shouldn't be telling Is you Is that this. where you hide you my need... honey roast peanuts? <laughs> if you need to <laughs> find your peanuts, they're all hidden inside the colander. Because I know you won't risk... The colander falling out onto you, so I know it's a good place to hide it. Invert the colander. Yep. Over oh, it, like a little helmet. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could see them. It's, oh, that's almost Do worse. You know, my that's sis- kind of no, torture. Yeah. My sister swears that if you've got curly hair, mm. that once it's washed and you put it up, if you put a civil colander over it, it helps curly hair dry curly. She actually sits there with a colander on <laughs> I must get a photo of it to show everybody because no one ever believed me. Well, it's a thing. If we didn't have colanders, then the kids wouldn't have anything to put on their heads I know. and pretend it's a helmet. That's true. When I was a kid, I used to wear a colander on my head <laughs> and pretend that I was a knight in shining armour. Oh, oh, right, not like... Did you not do that, John? No. no. What's, uh, Sergeant Spatula reporting for duty. <laughs> I thought everyone did that. I'm past no. the duty. But I was when I, I was at them. university. I was at university with a guy who was studying with me. He was from Switzerland. His English was immense. But every now and again, he couldn't think of the English word or had perhaps never learnt it. Mm. And one day, he came out of the kitchen, looked at me, and he said, "I need a bowl, a bowl with holes." <laughs> <laughs> and it took me ages to figure out that what he actually meant was a colander. A bowl with holes. And I was quite like, so I, my colanders have always been called bowls, when, with, bowls holes. with holes. When I was wearing the colander on my head, what yeah. I used to do... <laughs> How did your head write? Is I used to go into the... We used to have a little cupboard under the stairs. Oh, there was so little the to was do still going back on. there. I used to go into the cupboard under the stairs and shut the door. And I used to pretend it was the TARDIS. Uh, with a colander. So you were a, yeah. So uh, imagine, picture the scene. It's yes, me. I'm unfortunately, about, I'm I can. six years old. I've got a colander on my head. Yeah. I'm in the cupboard under the stairs. Yes. Pretending it's sometimes. Apparently, my mum tells me sometimes I used to go in there for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> they would have just been like cheers in each other, like uh, brilliant. Thank you. She once William she Hutton. once she thought she'd lost me. She thought I'd escaped out the front of the house. And I was in the little cupboard. You were were just so quiet in your TARDIS. Why would it... The doctor doesn't wear a helmet, though, does he? So why did you need... Oh, to protect yourself from the sci-fi rays. Were you an assistant? Is that... (laughs) You you didn't want to go too large. It was Doctor Who. Oh, but you were like... And I can remember getting a felt pen and drawing little dials and uh, little controls on the wall of the cupboard. They're probably still there. My mum and dad don't live in that house anymore. 
But I bet if you went into that house, that cupboard, it's probably little scribblings from a five-year-old Brian. Yeah, there, the yeah, there is an argument to say that maybe people had to be brought up with a lot more imagination than maybe you do now. Yeah, well, we didn't have the internet in those days. No. We only had two TV channels <laughs> when I was a kid, and they were both in black and white. Yeah. So what, you headed for the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> with your helmet on, <laughs> in case war broke out again. Yeah. With your colander on your head. Because it, it was yeah. the Cold War. I wonder if this is how we found each other, because I, at my grandma's, she used to, for, some, for something like her 20th wedding anniversary, she'd been given a giant golden key, and... In my imagination, when I was stayed with her, we used to unlock under the stairs with mm. the big giant key, and that meant it was a different world. And once we went inside, we could be anywhere, and that was under the stairs for me. So, James, any under the stairs stories no, that you want no, to share with my us? My family have never locked me <laughs> under the stairs. No, they didn't lock me in there. No, I went in there voluntarily. Yeah, that's what they made you think. That's what they meant. That's how they got you. They got you. So do you want to hear my desert island don't then? Not particularly. Go on then. What are you not taking to a desert island? I'm not taking to a desert island this week. Socks Uh that slip down your feet (laughs) and scrunch up inside your shoes. Oh. Wellington. There's a particular type of sock. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to dispose of it this week. <laughs> you got I, very angry I, I, with yes, the sock. Yes, I, I put these particular <laughs> pair of, of socks on, walked into Crouch End and back, and I had to stop about every 10 yards to, to, to de-scrunch <laughs> the socks and kick a dog inside my trainers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I have, I've disposed of those socks. So, so what is it about particular socks that make them slidey and make them scrunch up Inside, inside your shoes. What's going on there? Do you have that problem, no. Joe? No, my my sock based problem is is the heels always get holes in at the minute. Yeah, always. And I've various different shoes. I thought for a bit it was a certain pair of shoes that was doing it, but no. All of my shoes, all of my socks. Just is it something to do with your gait? Heel. Um, I don't know if I particularly like kicking back. Maybe like constantly. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm doing the little. What is it called when you click your heels together like a like a happy cockney, <laughs> or like a Nazi? <laughs> do they used to do that too? Yeah, I think. They and did. Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz yeah. used to do it. No, Lots like you know when you jump up heel. and click them together at the oh, sides. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, ju- that is a like jolly a Dick Van Dykey, Mary Poppins yes. type yeah. affair yeah, with like a broomstick. Oli- like Oliver. Yeah. Oliver. Yeah. I know what you mean. The musical. No, I was thinking the Oliver exclamation mark. Exclamation as well. mark from that fad of ones that had it. I Cabaret. Want, yeah. Did the cabaret have an exclamation mark in it? Cabaret. Have you noticed? No. When you go to Edinburgh, on the roof, always. It's good to put an exclamation mark at the end. Always of in Edinburgh, yeah. there was a student musical with an exclamation mark on mm. the end. Plague the musical. Plague the musical the one was one of out. our favourites. Right. Yeah. I think there was one called Porn the musical as well. Porn, porn. But there's always porn. one with an exclamation mark on the end, and it's that, to me that's the that's a warning that says do not go and see this show <laughs> under, under any circumstances. Georgina, do you have that sock? I, d- I don't have the sock problem, but I know where your sock problem is coming from because they've got special honeycomb, it's called honeycomb tops to your socks. What? Honeycomb. So it stretches so you don't get, you know, you would get the sort of oh, elastic mark. Marks. Yeah. And I don't mind a sock mark, but you don't like a sock mark. No, I don't like and a sock so mark. And so I did invest in some special honeycomb tops, which are supposed to expand. Now, what's probably happened is they've expanded much like the universe at a rate of knots that none of us were quite expecting. Mm. And they've become loose and therefore... You're waiting for your honeycomb big crunch. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I just want chocolate wrapped around it now and I just want to eat honeycomb with chocolate. Brian, I think what you're (laughs) going to have to choose, you're going to have to choose between... Yep. Slippy socks yep. or sock scars. Socks, I don't think. Uh, yep. it, I don't or think, I don't think it is that. The third way. I think it's something else. <laughs> don't What's the third way? Sus- oh. Sock suspenders. Like an eighties. Yes. Punchline, basically, to, to most <laughs> yeah. sketches, as far as I can remember. It was revealing a man's sock suspenders. If, uh, if anyone out there can help me with my sock issue. Uh, we are studio at monkeyfingers.co.uk. We're on Facebook. We are at Hello Monkey Fingers on Facebook. And we are at Monkey Fingers UK on Twitter. Uh, more Desert Island Don'ts next week. But now it's time for some music. 
from Jay Foreman. Where'd you get your food from, Grandmother? I'm grateful that you feed me a lot. From the biscuits to the chocolate to the tea bags to the crumpets, you have products no one else has got. In other people's houses, they have cornflakes and Kit Kats, but your cupboard hasn't any of these. You give me unbranded malt flakes and mysterious wafers, and uniquely semi-circular cheese. Where'd you get your food from, Grandma? I'm puzzled by the packets you buy. I've never seen them on TV or in any supermarket, yet you somehow have an endless supply. How long has that stuff been in your cupboard? And why do you always offer me more? How come we've never seen you eating any of it yourself? Have you been keeping it in there since the war? Where'd you get your food from, Grandma? Yes. Fantastic. Now, before I ask you anything else, how did you, where did you learn to do that thing with your oh, mouth? Oh, you mean the, the trumpet noise? <laughs> I think that's a noise anyone naturally makes when they're not concentrating, isn't it? I can't, can you make, <laughs> I can't make my mouth sound well, like a I mean, I couldn't tell you what instrument that's supposed to be. It just seemed like the right sort of sound. <laughs> so, so, Jay... <laughs> silly so noises anyway, yeah. my family. <laughs> that just sounds like me farting. So, Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so what are you up to, Jay? Uh, at the moment, I'm doing a UK tour of my kids' show. So uh, it's, it's called Disgusting Songs for Revolting Children <laughs> and uh, I've just come fresh from Greenwich and uh, my next gig's in Guildford and so on and so on according to my website www.jforman.co.uk Why don't more comedians uh, do kids shows for kids, do you think? Um, some people <laughs> find it really challenging. I mean, it depends on the kind of comedy that you do. So if, let's say, your set is just full of... I mean, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. If it's full of fucks, then it's going to be difficult <laughs> to change it for the kids. And it's not just the swearing, but it's you know, the things you refer to. Whereas my set, I'm really fortunate that even when I wasn't trying to write for kids, it so happened to be kids-friendly anyway. Are they a tougher audience? Yeah, because you can never tell the sort of heckles you're going to get. I learned something today which says that adults should um, smile more. And apparently six-year-olds laugh up to 300 times a day on average. Don't yeah, you find that amazing? And adults between 15 and 100. Why don't we do a kids' podcast? <laughs> <laughs> at least then someone would be laughing. So See, kids, be... <laughs> kids laugh at really stupid things. I've got a nephew who's going to be four next month and he's just reached the stage where poo is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, I'm poo, so yeah. jealous. I wish I found something that reliably funny every time I heard <laughs> it. No, but the thing is, Georgina still finds <laughs> I that. I do, I'm sorry. The, the word poo word. is great. So there'll be more from Jay at the, uh, the end of the show. Moving on swiftly to books we haven't read. Yet. James, what book have you not read this week? Well, <sighs> evidently, it's not my wife's self published book of trainers that is appropriate for me to wear. You teed me up at the beginning as a as a fashionable man. Yeah. I'll show you my trainers. You are, you're a very fashionable man, James. Oh. Oh, they're These very red. Very red. They are yeah. scarlet. They Scar are virtually scarlet. They are shining. They, they my wife does, she, will ref she refuses to look at them. When I, I bought mm. them and then I had to go away on a work trip. So she didn't see them for a few days, and I'd really got into them. They're so comfy. So comfy. And okay. I, in fact, I took a picture of some... You know when you see something abroad and you take a picture saying, shall I buy this? Mm. And sent it back. And her response was, whose are those shoes? 
No exclamation mark. No, no ha ha in there. Mark. It was like the most deadly full stop. You're so, like, sorry, no question does, mark even. So, no, no. How does this relate to a book? Well, evidently, she must have some sort of pamphlet yes. of what trainers is inappropriate for me to wear. Yeah. Basically. It's That's not the trainer. Not, not... It's not the trainer, James. It's the colour. Do you have a collection of, of, of deck shoes like that in different colours? Tra- I've got other. Because I would describe them as, as, as more deck shoes these, than no. trainers. These are modern running shoes. Are they? Yes. Yeah, they've got their like, segmented soles. It's my first pair of shoes with air in them that I've ever had in my oh. life. I'm air very in the sole. Proud of hold, that. Hold it, hold it up again. Like Jordina, so comfortable. Wouldn't you describe yeah. that as a deck shoe? No, that's a trainer. <laughs> deck shoe. A deck shoe. <laughs> that's a deck shoe. A deck yeah, shoe. Because it's got white round the outside. Oh, I had kickers. And it hasn't got any little logos on it, like little ticks or It does have a stick. It's just, it's, the, re- <laughs> the red is so shining and blinding oh. that you can't see the logo. I like If you sprinkled glitter on it, though, you, you'd be able to do the clicky Dorothy thing and you would appear <laughs> yeah. in another world, there wouldn't you? There would be you? some place like home. No, I think these shoes say I've still got it. Yeah. Um, and that it is sciatica. You're not afraid to go out in, in a, a bright shoe. No, I like it. Yeah. I, I, my ideal trainer is the, um, the Back to the Future one that Marty McFly's wears, the white knights with the red ticks. And I was out for them and I just couldn't find it. So I just, just, just get ridiculous shoes. But the thing is, they're so comfortable. Mm. But then it's like Crocs. I've yeah, never dared no, wear a pair of Crocs no, no. because I hear they are ridiculously comfortable. But they <laughs> look like, they make you look like you yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be allowed out. You're a bit of a Croc person, aren't you, Georgina? No. Are you a Crockhead? I'm now listen, I'm sure loads of comedians have covered the croc and I'm sure we don't need to go there, but the croc is not something I A, want to see anyone else in or would possibly, under any circumstances, wear myself. I, I'm giving you the look that says, no, do, I've you, got a story do you actually this. tell people I wear crocs? No, I've got a story about <laughs> Georgina's footwear actually. About three years ago, um, I was stumped for what to get Georgina for Christmas, as I always am, because Georgina is an extremely hard person to buy things for. And I came up with the idea of buying Georgina some um, shiny gold trainers. Because I thought, well, Georgina's got a big personality. She's just the sort of person that would go into Waitrose or Sainsbury's wearing shiny gold um, trainers. Or or indeed, deck shoes. (laughs) So... I asked Georgina. How long have you known me? Because I couldn't take the risk of surprising her. No, I asked her if she would like ever. this pair of gold uh, trainers for, for Christmas. And she was so derisive. <laughs> of it. She was deeply derisive. She made me feel terrible. You made me feel this big, Georgina. Um, and then... Well, I made the, the, a size of something that was not very big. <laughs> yes. I did, yes. Yeah. And then, about three months ago... Georgina walks through the door wearing, <laughs> from a charity shop, a pair of shiny gold trainers. In other words, you'll pay 50p for them in a, in a charity shop, but you were, you were derisive when I suggested that I should buy you some. So what's, what's going on there? OK, I can tell you why I only paid 50p for them, because I wasn't sure if I would wear them. I was completely right. I felt very uncomfortable in them. Anything more than 50p would have been wasted. I took them back the next day. I re-donated everything. Oh, right, you didn't get your That's money back. No, 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 no. I took them back and I said, I'm genuinely, I'm not going to wear gold shoes. You can have them back. Resell them to someone who has the chutzpah to wear them. It's not me. I didn't what's, even know you'd done that. I didn't know you'd return them. <laughs> <laughs> you'd look great in them, James. I you wanted really a pair were. of gold shoes. And I mentioned yeah. that to my wife and she was not happy. <laughs> no. I, I, did you, had you gone and bought the shoes already no, and then in, in your sadness was, take them to I the local charity to shop? <laughs> And then they were the exact. These, these are box fresh. Yeah, I even went as far as emailing some of Georgina's friends to ask them if they, if they would if they thought she would like the, if they would go the out gold with. <laughs> seen in would you, with would you and they all said they thought you would absolutely love them. Yeah, did they? Oh, yeah. Did they? Okay. So Georgina, oh, what book have you not read this week? Uh, this week I have not read the Secret Life of Cows by Rosamond Young. The Secret Life of Cows. Yes, she's a... Have you bought it? No, I haven't. It, you've I've seen looked, it in a shop. I've seen it and I was tempted, uh, but I didn't buy it because I'm. although I love a cow, I do love a cow. Yeah. And in my village, the farmer, as I've talked about many times, um, named 
all his cows after the girls in the village. So there is a what? Georgina a cow in the village. Yes, I know it's all very odd. It's a very small village. You've never talked about that on this podcast. <laughs> no, okay, maybe not. But there's a Georgina the cow. Cows have beautiful eyes and beautiful faces, and it turns out that they also have beautiful personalities. This lady's been studying them for about 10 years, and apparently, she says, she's got to fill a book, mind, that they like picking blackberries, and they sometimes play hide-and-seek. So you read right. the blurb on the, on the back I did, of the yeah. book. I mean, it's, it is fascinating because we share 80% of our genes with cows. That's how, how like... come back all stretched. But then... <laughs> with crotch pot. <laughs> Four-week pullback. <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. But, yeah, cows form friendships and apparently can hold grudges. Can you imagine a cow with a grudge? I can. Yeah. I can really... Just, they'd literally be chewing it over <laughs> yeah, six for, or seven times. Time. And she says it's an absolute fallacy that cows lie down when it's going to rain. Georgina, considering you didn't read this book... I know, but I was slightly fascinated. I might to have, have to... Yeah, yeah, I know. quite a lot. I know, How I the, might have to go out and get it. We've all seen cows. I can't imagine they can have very secretive lives. Yeah, they, Like, they, if you... If you're in a room with a cow, mm. you know there's a cow in there. Yes. They're not the subtlest of creatures. No, but when they're with other cows, for example... if They you, slag if, us off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually, they can form friendships. And sometimes siblings don't get on really like human siblings and that they will go to other ends of the field from each other and never approach each other, even though they know they're siblings. And uh, they will actually go and sort of stand and chew with the same cows every day. So there are little cliques within the cow world as well. So even in a field, it's dog-eat-dog dog out there. Mm. If you're not in the right the place... Yeah, <laughs> quite little. But isn't that, doesn't that give you... cow Yes. That was if the whole eat, thing. That was a cow, 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 yeah, cow yeah, yeah. Cowing out. Because they're feeding cows to yeah, cows. Yeah, cows, cows. And that's how come we've got mad cow disease. But these aren't mad... But I love the idea curious. of they're cows. Just, they're not mad, they're very disappointed. <laughs> Rosamund Young, she's been studying cows for years and years, and I love the idea of cows playing hide-and-seek. I mean, where does a cow hide where another cow doesn't know where to find it? In a field. It's a field. <laughs> like, you, the only place you can go and hide is behind another cow, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's your limitation. How so did she get in there? Was she, like, in a pantomime? <laughs> and then she was like, hold on. <laughs> I think we can infiltrate <laughs> yeah, we can get the, in with the, the community. Oh, oh let's nice. just go home now. So, nice. Georgina, ask me what book I haven't read this week, then. Oh, what, what book haven't you read this week? This week, I've uh, mostly not been reading Everything I Want to Do is Illegal Oh, by okay. Joel Salatin. It might be Salatin. Salatin. It's a nice name. It is Salatin. nice. It's not, as um, good it's as not a comedy book. It's not about drugs. Yeah. It's a, funnily, funnily enough, it's also about farming. Oh. Right. It's drawing All upon. The best books now are. I read the blurb on the back. So in okay. the charity shop, it's only fifty p. Uh, drawing upon forty years' experience, an ecological ecological <laughs> farmer and marketeer, Champagne Joel Marmite. Salatin, explains with humour and passion why Americans do not have the freedom to choose the food. They purchase and eat. Now, what annoys what? me is that this is a very serious subject. It is. I mean, it looks at things like why local food is expensive and difficult to find, etc., etc. Now, that's an, that, that, that's an important subject. So what annoys me and why I'm not going to be buying this book is it's, <laughs> it's a, if it's a serious right. subject, don't give the book a stupid catch-penny title like, like Everything I Want to Do is Illegal. Right. Mm -hmm. And also the cover, it looks like it's been, it was uh, drawn by a three-year-old as well. It's a really rubbish, <laughs> rubbish cover. So, so those two things between them annoy me because, one, it's an important subject, but two, shit cover and catch penny title. So what did you spend your 50p on in that charity shop? <laughs> Georgina, when is your birthday? <laughs> I think you got a nasty surprise coming. What? Two nasty surprises. <laughs> I didn't go in there to, to look at books anyway. I, no. I, I went in there. Just to, I just mean, to see if the gold shoes were yeah, still yeah, in I there. I never buy anything in charity shops. So yeah. I, but but this book partic in particular, you didn't buy it in particular. <laughs> you really but, didn't buy it. Because is that the thing? Because there's like because their their food is like chlorinated chicken or whatever. It's it's quite bad. And there are certain places where you can't get fresh food, aren't mm. there? In America, like it's called yeah. like 
food deserts or something like that. Oh, where really? Where you're so is. far away from anything that you can't get decent food. No, all of that is very true. But the the cover, right? Mm. Farm animals drawn really badly and with terrible perspective. Oh, oh right. nothing more offensive me, than terrible to me. Perspective. That is far more disturbing than any issues regarding, uh, you know, local food. It's not more costs. disturbing than analog cheese, though. Is that what the book is about? You've Do you touched, remember? You want analog you've t- you've cheese? You touched on analog, analog. You know cheese what digital before. cheese? Digital cheese, yeah. They call it analog cheese in America, don't they? If oh, is that like no, proper cheese? If it's got no, like if real it's cheese. got no dairy in it. Oh, what? It's oh, like it's made as out in of an analog of oh, an right. analog like, cheese. As Bernard Manning would say, like it's it's not an alternative cheese; it's an alternative to cheese. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's uh, a reference that no one will know. No one will know. <laughs> it wasn't even Manning as well. I looked. It, I did look it up once. I think it was Jim Bowen who said oh. that. Alternative comedy joke. <laughs> All right. So that was. That was books we haven't read yet. Uh, Georgina, you've just got enough time to <laughs> dive in <laughs> to uh, Art Pandas Spanish. Robot bees. Robot bees. I'm just bees. About, I'm putting bees. it out there. Robot bees, pollination drones. I love the idea that in the future, because we're getting rid of all the bees because we're mean human beings and we're a pile of shit, and we need bees to pollinate everything, and they've been around for like billions, if not millions or thousands of years, and I love a bee. Obviously, I'm a sour bee, mm-hmm. but also... Oh. And there's a bee the named idea, after you, isn't there? There is a bee named yeah. after me. In well, Australia, we have that farmer <laughs> in your town. <laughs> yeah, no. He also names no, the cows I, and also a, the individual bees. Yeah, I'm a cow, I'm a bee, that's me. Um, it's very. It makes me picture a sort of very sci-fi family picnic where you, the minute you get the lager and the ice cream out, or the ice lollies, like little drone bees come down, like and like land on your lolly. They're going to be a thing in the future, but I like bees too much. Why, why are they being upset. developed? What, what is the purpose because of the robot Because we're getting rid bee? of all the bees. We're not getting rid of the bees. The bees are disappearing and we don't know why. Well, what are we doing? No, because we're putting too much stuff on fields and stuff, I think some aren't people, we? But I think it's also something to do with how honey's, how honey's farmed. Uh, like they basically that? just... It's, it's, it, it's more cost-effective for a farmer to just kill all the bees yeah. and then start again with a new batch for, for his next batch of honey. Oh. But now we, but we don't get honey from these bees. These no, di- I know we, don't. we Unless it's digital honey. No. You no, it analog isn't. honey. Analog honey. So you just like to have analog cheese. What's the purpose oh, then? Do they, I want acoustic honey. Is they're the, going, yeah, are they're the going robot to... bees in order to pollinate? Yes, they're going, to, they're going to be everywhere and they're going to be pollinating. So you'll be able to buy them for your farm rather than have real bees. I don't like the future. I don't like bee futures. One of the interesting things that uh, Steve, the late uh, Stephen Hawking uh, was looking at during his uh, uh, later life was the, 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 the idea of exploring space using lots of tiny tiny little spaceships the size oh. of, of insects. Oh, instead maybe of, that's what the bees are instead then. Instead of sending one big spaceship, yeah, one yeah, big yeah, robot yeah, yeah. spaceship out to explore, you have thousands and thousands of these tiny, tiny little bees. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like spa- miniature spaceships. All with cameras on them. And you send them out yeah. uh, in a kind of cloud. Like a, yes. a and, and he uh, was a great ex- <laughs> uh, believer in that that was going to be how we explored deep space. Oh, maybe I've got it wrong miniature, then. miniature yeah. spaceships. That's a good idea, yeah. Stephen Hawking. Yeah. He was a very bright man. He was a very bright man. Yeah. Um, I wonder what he would have thought then of the law that in Alaska... It's illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting. And I presume this comes from a... W- I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> whisper in someone's ear I while they're... I thought you were going to say while they're masturbating. Moose-debating. <laughs> it moose nearly was, wasn't it? <laughs> Why is it illegal? I don't... Well, I presume it's because you might put them off their shot. I don't... It's like that... that Badger law, isn't it? You just think, how do these things come about? But what badger law? That oh, was we established last week that it oh. was illegal in the UK to uh, use a machine gun to shoot a hedgehog. Hedgehog, that's it. <laughs> a hedgehog. That's, what that's it where we from. went last week. Yeah. So that it is illegal to shoot a hedgehog. And we were just we wondering... We don't need to cover it again. What kind of argument would ensue that you were shooting? But this is it's illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they're moose hunting. Is it also illegal to go and whisper in the moose's ear? <laughs> No, it likes to hear sweet moosings. <laughs> Have you ever whispered in a moose's ear? I'd you? love to. No. I love a moose. What if the moose is 
aiming a gun at a human? What if a moose is human hunting? Oh, Are don't, you allowed? yeah. No, they're allowed to shout at each but other what while would they're you, doing that. What would you be whispering? Is it because someone went like, that's a moose, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, yeah. that's literally why we're, and yeah. he was so, that's why we're here. But and then that scared the moose off. I reckon someone once whispered something like, you're going to miss. Or and that, that like freaked everyone out entirely because men get quite serious about hunting, don't they? I don't know why I said that out loud because I don't know how serious men get about hunting. I don't know. I've never been. No. But would it be, was, is it because Alaska's quite a small place and the person who came up with the law was a moose hunter <laughs> who had a very annoying friend? Yeah, who just kept going, are we going to the pub yet? We're going to the pub yet. Just fuck off. It's illegal. Now yeah. it's illegal. Now it's illegal. Shut up. I, I always know when this uh, podcast is coming towards an end, when I start to ask James questions like, have you ever whispered in a moose's ear? <laughs> that, to me, signals that, uh, that our time is a up. A moose and has I a think... great face, though. If you were going to whisper in any animal's ear, I think a moose would be high up on my list. I like a good moose face. So I'm going to go for some counselling now as yeah. a result of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to scatter away. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, thanks, Georgina. We'll be back again very soon and we'll leave you with one more song from Mr Jay Foreman. When I'm with my club of friends I take reluctantly whatever drugs they put in my hand And when I'm with my nerdy friends I laugh at references I don't understand And when I'm with my football mates I sit there quietly and wait Until they're not talking about football But when I'm alone I go into my kitchen and I eat it all out when I'm alone I sit at my computer and I fart my brains out when I'm alone I click on sites you won't believe Why am I deleting my history? Who am I trying to deceive? And when I'm with my stoner friends We go to munchy heaven and I eat all the jam And when I see my ex-girlfriend I tell her all about how happy I am And when I'm with my political mates I sit there quietly and I wait Until they're not talking about football But when I'm alone I curl up on the floor and I pretend I'm dying When I'm alone I masturbate at my own reflection crying When I'm alone I see how drunk I can get I look my up on the internet la 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 and then I make myself sick to make the voices go away and then I eat up the sick to make the voices all come back and when I'm alone I get confused and upset I look myself up on the internet That was Monkey Fingers at the Crypt written and presented by James Shakespeare, Georgina Sowerby and by yours truly Brian Luff. Our special guest was Jay Foreman. Monkey Fingers at the Crypt was produced by Brian Luff and Ricky Barber for Bleach Productions. <laughs> <laughs>